0: Asking for your name saying your You turn around like boy in the Good morning St. Louis And welcome to Saint Louis Live That's right Chris Denman it's my name we got Travis Terrell Michael Gaines Text in, call in 314-880-0808. Welcome to Monday, everybody, and aren't you glad you tuned in? Enough. You don't like that? You don't want to settle on that as being our tagline? I feel like if I encourage you to keep going with that, you're going to do it every morning. I'm a huge fan. Thanks, Mm. Gaines. Mm -mm -mm. So one of you has an eye for talent. (laughs) Uh, Excited to be back! It's our second week back here on 920 AM WGNU streaming online. Uh, Check out the WeAreLiveRadio.com site. You can stream through that way. Big show coming up June 3rd. Got to tell you about that before we get everything going. Off-Broadway, that's a music venue, typically reserved for talented people. Generally. In the South City people. area, mm-hmm. the Benton Park area, mm-hmm. not too far from the giant brewery here in town. No. We will storm the stage June 3rd, doors at 7, show at 8. Eight talented comedians fighting it out Ooh. to be the third ever. Ooh. Not your fourth, mm-hmm. not your second, mm-hmm. third ever. Hit em mm. with it. Target Practice Live champion come out hang out with us see 8 comics battle to the di- battle for a, no. a win there we go and, and a cash death. prize and they'll take it to their grave the win Target Practice Live that's june 3rd offbroadwaystl.com is where you get your tickets come out hang out with us enjoy an evening of uh, making fun of pop culture figures historical figures And uh, you get to see our faces up on stage, Travis. So that in itself is worth the cost of admission. The biggest roast tournament in St. Louis. And there are quite a few to choose from. There are several. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure there's an
1: underground agency of roast battle tournaments that we're not aware of. But
0: we're the biggest, Chris. That's exactly right. OffBroadwaySTL.com. Get your tickets today before it sells out. Uh, You guys want to jump right into it. Let's go, Blues! You want to talk weekends? You want to get an MVT? Let's go, Blues! MVT it is.
1: MVT starts now.
0: Travis, your most valuable topic of the weekend. Well, Chris, (laughs) a little
1: little controversy in the city of New York dealing with one, Matt Harvey, and the New York Mets. Seems like he had a problem with uh, something you would do. (laughs) Well, they generally say boys will be boys, and President Trump would often call it locker room talk. But it looks like it got out of hand. And Matt Harvey got into trouble. There was a photo taken of one of the Mets players, and in the background, in
0: in a locker, there was a toy for adults. We'll get into that and more later. <laughs> My most valuable topic. Hold on to your butts, cards fans. Go birds. <laughs> We've got ourselves a ball team <laughs> with an MVP candidate.
1: <laughs> Is this the theme? And of the he's year? kind of a brother. Is this the theme? If this is how the Cardinals going to
0: go all year, I first place. We'll get into that a little bit more into the show. Gaines, let's jump into your most valuable topic right now.
2: The Blues season is over mm. again oh. early mm. before holding the cup. As the St. Louis Post Dispatch let us know on our phones yesterday for the 50th season, the Blues have been eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs.
0: Before we dive into your uh, in depth reporting, it was
2: just so like.
0: Gaines was in an equipment bag. He was reporting live from the uh, hockey matchup. What, what was. The St. Louis post motivation. Just, I
2: mean, was, was there
0: a mean thirteen-year-old? Yeah, just really mad. The Blues lost. Man,
2: for the fiftieth year in a row, the inept Blues lose again in the Stanley Cups. I,
0: that was really funny because there were a lot of screenshots going out. It, yes. it served its purpose. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, good marketing by them. I mean, I mean, it's probably an intern.
1: Obviously, someone downtown. I think it's probably a paid. Uh, Big, headline yeah, editor. You think so? Yes. I was going to say it's Sunday afternoon. No. They probably no. figured, well, you ain't going to get my ass in trouble for not doing it. <laughs> I am going to at least send it out. And I guess they figured, why the hell not? Make it a real message. And
2: they sh- certainly did. Well, since we last spoke to you wonderful people, the Blues had a riveting game uh, five victory on Friday. To that was to intense. Warm. And it was just what
1: Chris described. It was the energy inside of Sky Trade; It was palpable, but at the same time, everyone
2: was extremely extremely nervous shorts uh tied a blues record with his third game winning goal of this uh playoff nice. uh and then we came out sunday got the uh got the, the blues got the first goal early and you were uh, thinking to yourself what were you thinking to
1: yourself so the blues they got on board early and in it was the offense the, that had been struggling you're it was the tarot
2: to line too i mean they were moving in the first period unbelievable first period took two very dumb penalties that you wonder if they don't take those penalties. Great kills, but if they don't take those penalties, you don't know if they can extend that to a 2-0 lead because of how good of a first period they played yesterday. Unfortunately, uh, the second period, even though the Predators scored, it looked about even from each team. And then that third period was just a dud. Blues hardly could put any offensive pressure on the Predators. And it was They scored it was two crazy. goals in their victory. They
0: looked quite outmatched. Uh, Nashville's defense was just
2: killer it was uh and then it comes out steam playing with a broken foot for the almost entirety of the wild series yeah. and the whole uh blue series as well getting injections before every game and before every third period just like uh Lance Harbor
0: and Varsity Blues Really really yeah really of all the athletes yeah. that we know John, have played hurt John Voigt oh wow forced him mm. to receive injections into his it's knee it's not it's not ruined safe. his career
2: I really he was did. Going to no, Florida more,
0: State. no more. No uh, more whipped cream bikinis <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. Lance Harbor. That
1: movie really jumped the shark. When you thought a white quarterback was going to Florida State, come on, relax. <laughs> it down. was like the '90s. Yeah, that's the yeah. Don't well. forget yeah, Chris Winkie. Yeah, he was that. He did go there. Um, it was a very disappointing end, of course, of the Blues season, fiftieth uh, year, of course. And the Blues will not be marching down Market Street with Lord Stanley this year. We talked about it briefly in our group chat yesterday uh, because that was always wise of me driving back on the highways from Memphis, Tennessee to participate in the group chat. But uh, essentially I said um, that considering where this team was two months ago, I thought they exceeded my personal expectations. This Blues team was DOA. They had no business being around any playoffs. They were in a position where we all thought at one point they weren't even going to make the playoffs – and then they go against a wild team who, while struggled in March, basically played some of the best hockey throughout the entire year. And the Blues disposed of them relatively easily. I, the, the series was 4-1. The games were extremely close. But Jake Allen still in his head and essentially stole that series to get the Blues to Nashville. Uh, we thought Nashville was going to be that dangerous team. They were a pretty dangerous team in the regular season. And with that energy and P.K. Subban and Renee. You just said to yourself, oh, this is going to be a tough hill to climb. And as Chris pointed out, they were just faster than the Blues. They really played their style of hockey. The Blues on the power play, I believe, were three for 776. Mm-hmm. It got to a point where everyone online literally said, just stop taking the power play. Like everyone's was like, just play four on four. So, so, and like, people began to look up the NHL rules, whether or not the Blues actually had to send out that fifth skater. That's how poor the Blues were on the power play. I'm not going to go. That wasn't the total difference in the series, but it certainly inhibited the Blues from obviously coming back from 3-1. We said everyone had to play essentially lights out in order for them to do that. Not everyone did. Perron struggled. Uh, Tara Sinkle went sort of kind of dark towards
2: the end there. Uh, so yeah, no, disagree. no, You disagree? Yeah.
1: You, I I expect more out of Tank.
2: I mean, he, he, he had, they won two games this series. He had a two goals in the one. Um, the goal last night was his his doing. I, I just he is top five all time in goals uh, per playoff games. Right. I mean,
1: like it just it, it doesn't. Is it fair though to expect more out of that
2: caliber of a player? No, because he's not surrounded by any talent. I mean, like he the, the Blues had one line going. That's it. Yeah, uh, he doesn't have a Malkin or you know, like said the kid does. He doesn't have. Um, the supporting staff that Ovechkin has in Washington. I just I, I just find a hard time saying that he's not showing up in the playoffs. It, it seems weird that people go to that. He has over like 40 games now. Is it a matter of not showing up, though? Is it a matter of still being able to
1: take it to that next elite level? We all have been talking about Tank for the last couple of seasons, being able to be that Ovechkin type of player for the Blues. And I get you are right. He's not surrounded by the type of talent that Ovechkin is surrounded by. At the same time, is it still fair to expect a guy of his caliber, a perennial all-star, a guy who is indeed the face of this franchise, to do a little bit more in the postseason?
2: I don't – what more do we want him to do if he's top he five He needs to score time? 25 goals. Yeah, but that's like – does he have to score two goals every time he goes out? I mean, like that seems like we're setting the bar a little too well, high. Well, I know
1: every time I watched it, it's certainly around in a bar full of people. He wasn't shooting it. I would yell
2: at the screen, Chris, and be like, shoot it! He wouldn't. I don't get it. I, to me, I just, I I look at him. They were the only line that was doing anything for the Blues. So if you if you have another line that can put some offense together, that looks like a totally different series. That's
1: a good point. It just stinks. Now uh, you see a franchise like Nashville. They have this is the further they they've gone in their franchise history. Uh, that atmosphere in Nashville. They they've got it figured out.
0: First time going to the conference finals. That's impressive,
1: and they and they're a good team. I, I think I know the Blues fans are frustrated and rightfully so, but I I, I feel like the series played out like it maybe should have. I, I don't think there is anything that for Blues fans to be t- pissed about.
2: I think the most uh, frustrating part is looking at the whole Western Conference to see how it's uh, you know played out, and it seems like the easiest path to the Stanley Cup the past. Five years? Now, that's the where the
1: frustration does come in. You, ha- you, you don't have the Blackhawks on the other end waiting for anyone. And, of course, when they were eliminated, you felt like, all right, it really is anybody's game. And, and the way it's shaping up, it really will be almost anyone. No, no Sharks, going no, to no
2: Kings. Sh- no, I mean, it, all, the, all the foes of Blues past kind of eliminated early. Do you think that's the thing that hurts most than anything else? To me, because if you look at, like, you, even if you're thinking to yourself, man, last year's team with this setup. It's hard to think that they're not in the Stanley Cup at this point. You feel I again I feel a little bit better in the sense that
1: we thought we were going to go into an off season, a potential off season of trying to figure out the goal situation, the goalie situation. Jake Allen was struggling. We all were wondering, oh crap, what is the? What are the Blues? What can they do if Jake Allen isn't the man as they thought that he was going to be? What are the Blues going to do? We saw Jake Allen. Steal an entire playoff series, and he certainly kept the Blues in this series. Nearly came I mean, back from a three. There's an
2: argument you can be made. The only reason the Blues are at home today is because they ran into a goaltender, the only goaltender in that the was entire hotter playoffs than that was playing better than Jake Allen. Agreed.
0: Yeah, and that's that could take them all the way to a Stanley Cup. What
1: is your mood? What is the what is the normal mood, Chris, of Blues Nation today? Another year, 50. By the way, reminded by the good folks at STLToday.com. 50
0: years, 2017, Blues will not hold the cup. This one was weird. I think there's a little bit of a calmness. I mean, well, not in some circles. But, again, they were playing on borrowed time to a certain degree. But I, I'm not really sure what you do. You have some young players that are going to continue to get better. You you have reassurance in your goalie actually stepping up and being that guy for the future. And you quieted down people. So, you should have. you know. He's the man. Right. And that that's where you're going to go with it. So, honestly, you make a few moves in the off season. You run with a new co- – still a new coach, technically, right, Yo? Yeah, credit to and, Mike Yo. And you move forward with the, the younger guys, and you, you look forward to next year because I don't think there's any real – I mean, if you're really in touch with the game, like I am, Travis. Of course. Travis. Of course. No, you <laughs> just saw just that, it, and you saw Nashville's goalie. It just – it wasn't – he could not be stopped. Is anything – is there – any other sport that is as
1: much of a, and I, for lack of a better term, crapshoot as there
0: is in the NHL.
1: Again, these games were close, fifteen yeah, eleven. Predators the, outscored the, NBA, the Blues.
0: The
2: NBA, there's no, no, there's no think, chance and that, if you're not a top seed, right? It's very, yeah. I think well, yeah, there's no. I don't think there's any other position that means more in sport than the goalie. Even oh, absolutely. more than an NFL quarterback because an NFL quarterback is off the field for half the time.
1: It was again; it was a very close series, fifteen eleven. I think there was a, a an empty netter in there as well, so it was a very close series. And it, I it just again, it like the wild series, uh, a couple of bounces here and there, a couple of possessions here and there. It's a different series. Yeah, I mean, and it's
2: probably a different outcome. Exactly, like like game one and game four. I think are the best. Evidence mm-hmm. of that because game one, Blues come roaring back. They look like they cannot be stopped, and then a poor decision by Jake Allen to poke check on a breakaway and leave, left himself vulnerable right. with a very soft, soft goal. And Probably the, the softest of the
1: entire year for Jake Allen.
2: And the Predators win four three, and then game four, the very questionable call that led to the power play that put the Preds up one zero. It's just that's where it's 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 hard to because hockey is such a crapshoot like that it's it's a little bit hard to swallow today
1: i think that's why i i can't be too upset because of that and that and that reasoning being that again uh, uh, some different possessions maybe that we're coming back to a game 7 and i and we can obviously point to the blues struggles on offense specifically of course on the power play as one of the big things that certainly knee-capped their chances at advancing but ultimately it was a very well played series and again, considering where this team were 60 days ago, eight weeks ago, and seeing what Mike Yo has been able to do, and now knowing going into the off season that when it comes to your coach and when it comes to your goalie, things are are set in stone. And so the Blues, to Chris's point, what do you think they can do in the off season? I guess maybe that's the thing. I know it's. I know some of us may not want to immediately jump into the off season because you're still trying to get over this very difficult loss, but. I mean, what can the Blues do anything in the offseason? What, what do you see they need to improve?
2: Well, I think, it, first and foremost, they have a very strong roster coming back next year. You have Saboka for a full season, and then you get Fabry back, which is, that's huge. Right, absolutely. Um, but, and this is a question we've had for, I don't know, I, I can't even remember the last time we haven't been talking about this question in offseason, adding a top-line center. I, I think you have the wings to play, and you've had the wings to play for five years, but right. you've had to force some wings inside to play center, like a Steen, like a Berglund, like a Bacchus in the past, um, because you don't have that top-line center. You have a guy in Stasny that I think would say is a first- or second-line center, and he play, he's played like it. You need another guy, and you probably need another guy for Tarasenko, is what I would say. And I think that's your first kind of move you need to start looking at.
1: Mike, yo, we felt like there were moments in this series where we could have grabbed it. There was times where we felt
0: like Even it yesterday. was winnable. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Like we could have come out on the other side. They definitely deserved to be moving on, but it stinks. I hate it. I hate to say it. Uh, and again, against those to our point where... Pretty good quote, too. Bruce Boudreau
0: could probably learn a little bit from that quote. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's and that's, that's and the perfect way to say it. not disparaging and, and, his team. He's he's still showing fire, not just laying down. No, and he's saying, he, well, you know, Nashville's going to win. You know, that's, that's what happens when the Preds get a hold of you. Well, <laughs> right, exactly. And to
1: his credit, yeah, I actually cut off that first part of that statement. He said, first off, a lot of credit goes to Nashville. Congratulations to them. They played a great series, and they were a real strong team. But it hurts for us right now. And, yeah, it, it's a, it, that one hurt. And, again, when you saw the Blues go off to such a fast start, you're thinking to yourself, oh, man, this bad boy's coming back to the trade,
0: and it's going to be popping. Oh, man, a game seven here. Whew, that'd be tough to to get by the Blues. That, but, hey, credit to Nashville. And, hey, it, it was nice, too. I think there's a lot of um, things that get blown out of proportion, whether it be negative or positive these days, whether it's like, oh, they're doing that, that's so great, or whatever. But I really did find it, uh, I don't know if you want to say heartwarming or just it was very nice to see the Nashville team account, whether it's on Twitter or wherever. And they were actually helping spread the word about helping with flood relief and different stuff in the area. And for raising money. That's what I mean. Yeah. So there was actual dollars paid to it. It wasn't just like an emoji, like, yeah, stay with it, Blues. Right. It, it, it was there was that. So that was nice to see. Um, you had the blues. Did moment. you care for Carrie Underwood's tweets? No, uh, she's she's doing what she thinks a hockey
2: fan's supposed to I, do. Hey man, she a, hey, can I say this? Yeah, she she a baddie. <laughs> she she a baddie boy. That was kind of the that was one of the instances where you're like nba versus nhl because if you remember last year when aisha curry went off yeah it controlled the news cycle for 24 <laughs> hours carrie underwood tweets and a couple people <laughs> local people in st louis talk about it for five minutes and then it goes away
1: <laughs> it was you're right and i you got to give credit well, carrie underwood's an actual like celebrity major, major celebrity life. i don't know if
2: you knew this but she does the thing
1: for sunday night football
2: yes her her and eli
1: yes eli and that beautiful voice <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful voice. No, and to the credit, again, to Chris's point, that was very cool of the Nashville people and the Nashville predators, uh, the flooding that took place. And by the way, I did some driving along 55 this weekend on my travels down to Tennessee.
0: Look bad? Boy,
1: mercy. That was scary. That may be one of the scariest drives I've ever made in the sense that uh, not only down through 55, got further through to Cape Girardeau, and uh, nothing like driving down a stretch of highway with what appears to be an ocean of water less than five feet from your car.
2: That is wild. I was driving back from Nashville last weekend, and there were a couple instances where it was just water right next to the highway. Yes.
1: Like, eh, this is weird. You're just like, if there was a like a 10, 15-minute downpour, like as you're crossing that part of the highway, you're thinking, this is a wrap. This is a wrap for everyone. So hopefully everyone's doing a little bit better. But again, credit to the Nashville Predators for for being involved in that regard and you tip your cap to that organization. Uh again, it's, it there's there's a, I I guess there's a small rivalry
0: building up between the two. I'd like teams. to I mean I like, hey everybody, you tonight it's nice to pop up to Chicago and have a fun weekend in a fun city. Well, why not pop down to Nashville and save yourself $300. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like
1: a, little, it's like a little bit no yeah. too, going down to Nashville. The, the
0: Airbnbs <laughs> run a little cheaper
1: there. <laughs> but it does think it's uh it's one of those Monday mornings again where you're saying to yourself, I uh, Oh, same old Blues. But, again, just knowing the way the NHL playoffs are set up, I I can't be too angry, and I'm very proud of the effort the Blues put out and just ran into another better team again this year. But I like the offseason. I feel better about it than I, I did last year in the sense that I thought the whole Hitchcock, you know, swan song tour was a little weird for this organization, especially for these young guys, and they showed it. Uh, whether or not uh, they really want to come out and admit it. They were—they didn't care too much for a hitch later on in the season, and I think they were very happy to see him go. And, hey, no more excuses, essentially, especially going into the off-season, You got you, a coach. He's shown that he can certainly lead this organization deep into a playoff run. And I, you know, credit to the Blues, tip of the cap to those guys. Another great season uh, from a guy like Tarasenko, who continues to just, you know, just blow us away with his ability and him being the face of, of this
2: franchise. Yeah, and then we have a fun off season coming up because of the expansion draft. Yeah, so yeah the I was to say, We'll R- be losing a player.
0: Hopefully, not Ryan Reeves. Could be.
1: Man, don't do it. Yeah, I saw what happened when you, when you got a, a brother on your squad. PK Subban made it very clear you need a brother. Don't you lose Reeves. Oh, so you're there's saying a little,
0: Reeves
2: wasn't black enough. I you know There's a little brother on brother crime yesterday. Reeves I, laid uh, Subban out.
1: You know what? Don't care for the media to point that out. <sighs> no need for that. Nobody, no, don't care for it. It's ravaging the community. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, we the, the we been on Grand right now. Like, yeah. Did you see what PK and,
0: yeah. and Reeves <laughs> did? Uh, that was cold, bro. When I let my dogs out this morning, that was the real chatter in the alley. <laughs> uh, we've got a uh, bunch of texts coming in. We've been neglectful, Travis. I know you're disappointed whenever we're yeah, neglectful yeah, to yeah, the yeah, text yeah, line. Yeah. If you want to text in, call in 314-880-0808. We'll start with Dave with a cauliflower ear. Uh, Ovechkin-type player. Awesome in playoffs, zero cups. I assume he's talking about (laughs) (laughs) Teresinko. Guys, just like my boss, expects a wow factor from me out of every day. In my hugely successful sales career, we rightfully should expect Teresinko to have at least one wow moment out of every single game. That's Jimmy B known for taking naps
1: if we're gonna pay tarasenko 37 million dollars a
0: year he needs to perform like one chris richard pritchard fire armstrong (laughs) i don't think he's kidding hey it's yale hollander every year it seems one team gets hot in the nhl playoffs and they become virtually unstoppable this year it's nashville pretty sure even chris hansen wouldn't have caught these predators
1: oh
0: (sighs) right out the gate yale yale working out his material he is
1: Catch jail really, down at the heavy anchor this weekend
0: <laughs> tonight probably. <laughs> I uh, I really really liked that show. I thought it was great and the production value and the uh, catching of the would be predators. Why didn't we Bennett do that?
1: Tennessee. Why? Oh man, that's so genius! Why didn't like a bunch of fans just have a Chris Hansen section right behind the Predators bench and then
0: like it should well, say, yeah, like, "Hey, Well, I don't I, Hansen's." Uh, appearance fee can't be that high. No, why don't you get him in the crowd? Yeah. Stick him in goal. That'd have been great. That'd freak everybody oh, out. Oh, that we would have been great. Uh, have a
2: seat ha, ha, right over right there. Have
1: a seat, PK. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Man, we should have done that out of Scotch. outside of Scotch. We should have fans. Uh, yeah. God. Uh, rats. We
0: we have uh, actors that yeah. look sixteen <laughs> that are twenty baking brownies and. <laughs> Crystal Light.
1: I could see, hey,
0: right see this segment going terribly wrong for yeah. everyone. Yeah. Oh, I'll be right back. No, it's, it's a sketch. It's like, guys, I'm come here with for this, hockey. Come, <laughs> with this, come with us, sir. <laughs> no, no, no. The sheriff she, takes it a little too serious.
1: <laughs> She's really 25. Yeah. Okay, pal. Please, come with us. Gosh.
2: The, blue, the Blues are really set up well for the uh, expansion draft. I was just uh, catching up on the rules here. Is it
1: still the Las Vegas Knights, or have they finally got their
2: wits about them and call them the oh, no, no, they're, gold, the, they're golden they Golden
1: the I think they're still the Golden Knights. All right, because there was a lawsuit from a minor league yeah. team trying to,
0: yeah. So there's still know the that, Las Vegas Golden Knights. You know there's a majority owner or minority owner that has like 12% of that hockey, t- or of that minor league team. He's like, oh, yeah. oh thank God. Finally, some some <laughs> some form of, 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 of
2: infusion. And they drive... We forgot that. They're just the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas. 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 They go Vegas
0: Golden yeah. Yeah. Knights. Trump was like, Las? Yeah, sounds a little ethnic. Put a, put, a, put a wall around your stadium. <laughs> Better relax. <laughs> Better calm that down. It's, <laughs> it's going to
1: be a fun offseason. But if only we, you know. Who do you think they're going to lose? The Blues.
2: Well, the, so the rules are the clubs have two options for players they wish to protect. Seven forwards, three to... Dis- three defensemen and one goaltender or just eight total skaters and one goaltender. Um, you have to keep a defenseman who's under contract for 2017, 2018 and played in 40 or more NHL games. You have to keep him open and you have to keep two forwards who are under contract in 2017, 2018 played in 40 or more NHL games prior to the season open. So, to me, they'll keep Gunnarsson open, I would think. He's under contract in 2017-2018. Perron and Berglund are two names that come to mind that they'll keep open. And Hutton is under contract next year, so they'll keep him open as well. So, set up very well. They have a bunch of uh, two-year players. If your experience is two years or less, you don't have to protect those players. You get to keep them. So, Fabry, Pareko, Edmondson, Barbashev. All those guys they can keep. Um, I think they're set up probably better than most teams. You see a lot of teams scrambling. The Blackhawks just traded Scott Darling because they knew that they would probably lose Lose him him to the draft. Yeah, so I think they're set up pretty well.
1: I think the thing that does thing for me, and this is because, again, this year I attended more Blues games uh, than I have, I think, since I've been a fan, and, I think the thing that stinks for me because we've had a a pretty solid working professional relationship with Terry Yake and the Alumni Club uh, is that the amazing people that work for the Blues Organization. There's so many amazing people that have been a part of this organization for so long. They're so great, extremely professional. Everyone from the media all the way down to tickets, they are just a great group of people who truly are a strong representation of this organization, and they deserve a cup, they deserve a ring. And, you know, you get a guy like Stillman who truly is invested in the cities and who has – that's what you would want an owner to be. He has been. And you, a guy like him, you don't often hear people say this, especially when it comes to owners because you're, you're thinking these guys who, you know, all this money and these ballers and they run these big companies and organizations. You don't necessarily feel sorry for them. But you, you want – for a guy like Stillman, you want him to get that one. He deserves it, and mainly because the way he carries himself, and it translates throughout the entire organization. That's the thing that stinks for me today. Is if those folks deserve at least, if anything, a Stanley Cup appearance more than anything, and you know they work their tails off to truly market
0: the Blues, get into the community. I, you just want to get them the Stanley. Maybe it doesn't mean anything outside of uh, the general St. Louis area, but man, the winter class I can just house. Have- yes. Everybody showed out for yes. that. It was so well attended, so well received. Everyone just really came together for it. Yeah. And that speaks to maybe what a Stanley Cup finals would look like. Exactly. Here, throughout where it's like, wow, that is fun to see. And maybe it's because of, uh, you know, there there is some issues that we face in St. Louis with uh, attendance. I say attendance, more like residency downtown and go. general uh, population just walking around. It's great to see our city with full of happy people.
1: Absolutely. I think, yeah, that's a great example. You saw the Winter Classic. You saw how everyone came out in support of this organization, and you saw how the Blues responded. They put together one of the best Winter Classics the NHL has ever seen. Uh, and it was. And again, after seeing that, you really wanted the best for this team, and especially like a guy like Stillman who, who went as far as to just Stand outside of Bush Stadium and shake hands and take pictures with Blues fans. You truly appreciated that. Again, we're still like scorned lovers after seeing Cronky walk away and set the world on fire on his way out the door. It's great to see a guy like Stillman commit himself to this city. And if any, again, the players obviously deserve it. The fans certainly deserve it. But you certainly want to be able to get one for a guy like Stillman and a great organization like the St. Louis Blues. But it just wasn't meant to be. And again, as we said before, you gotta just tip
0: your cat to those preds, and good luck as they move forward. Uh, more text coming in, Pepe. Good morning, kisses, Carlos. Danger to catch a predator like how Travis. No, uh, the snuggler from Soulard. Who wins in a fight, Gaines or Reeves? Using only his feet, Reeves. I'm taking Gaines. I don't think Reeves is a high level kickboxer, and. Uh, if Gaines is smart, he, he, he treats him like uh, he treated you whenever you tried to stand him up. There's a video has, of that on the We Are Live Facebook page. Does now. he have skates
2: on with his feet? Because that's, that's that would a that changer. would not
0: <laughs> be <laughs> that would not be good. That would not. Yeah, arms tight. Can he block with his hands or just not strike with his hands?
2: If he could block, I'm in trouble too. Probably.
0: Yes, probably because he probably knows enough. <laughs> and if he stomps on you at the base of your shin, it's kind of a bad. Kind of hurt. a bad deal. I'd just,
2: just be like, hey, let's not do this. Yeah. This is stupid. Uh, tight, bro. Can I get you a <laughs> RBV? Yeah.
1: Do you think if the Blues players, if they did a better job with their facial hair and not look like thugs on the ice, they would have had a better chance at moving <laughs> on in the playoffs? Yeah, probably. I was thinking about that the entire time. I right, was uh, right, saying, right. the whiskers aren't our players.
2: <laughs> just razor much, you know? At least P.K. Subban keeps you know, getting to dance and Mike Milbury keeps getting to yell at him for it. So that's, I like that.
1: Can we touch on that? Can we touch on how, and I, yes, I thought the announcers were a little bit extra towards Nashville.
2: No, that, that was Mike Milbury critiquing P.K. Subban for oh, dancing really? before a game.
1: But everyone, were they were essentially the, the way St. Louis Blues fans saw it were that the national media really enjoyed massaging the backs, if you will, and of it, Predator Nation.
2: I think it was because of the environment, and I I can speak firsthand to this. Going to a Predators game is it's like going to a high school hockey game. They have <laughs> planned out cheers. They all know what they're supposed to say at certain times. The place itself is built for concerts right. because they have so many great concerts. So I bet the the acoustics, the acoustics are in there, are, the yeah, the perfect roof. for that a stadium. So they, pro- they, they mean,
0: yeah, the audio engineering that's in that place is probably just a yes, so, it's, almost ex- as good as this. I, I think that I think that, that oh.
2: factors into it. So, I just I think that that's why. They were so crazy on the Predators fans because all Because they
0: they themselves were like, whoa, they're a bit taken aback. Yes, yes. So, Blues fans were a little bit uh, reactionary. I think so. uh, We have uh, an update from the snuggler. Okay. Hands are tied behind his back, and he's wearing flip-flops. I think I do okay. You get your hands. He doesn't even have hands. You better take him out. You're not taking him out. You got 50 pounds on him. He's probably not an experienced kickboxer. I mean, it wouldn't feel good.
2: I'm pretty tired right now, though. <laughs> well, obviously I honestly feel like
0: Breeze would choke you out with his toes.
2: No. are you? I mean, I wouldn't get choked out. Maybe kicked to the head, but I wouldn't get <laughs> choked out. Even
0: so, if his hands are tied by his back, then you're dealing with balance issues as well. Now, gains uh, I have balance bad. issues as well. Real bad. I don't know. You look pretty good in that video, you upending Travis. Well, Travis that is not, that did not happen individual. in the video. That did not happen in the video. We, are, we are live's Facebook page yeah. where you can see that video. And uh, give us your thoughts. 314 That
1: video is racist as hell.
0: No, it's not. Gaines <laughs> had a good day. He had a good day. Who am I to judge? He did so, have a good day. So we've got the expansion draft. You have the regular draft. You have other things... Excuse me. You have all the off season, maybe some acquisitions, maybe some turnover. Anything else you guys are looking forward to?
1: I um I'm looking forward to the players' Snapchats. I think hockey players take the best vacations. And it's pretty entertaining to follow. They're the coolest. Especially the blues fans. But blues players are like they go to parts of St. Louis that I didn't even know existed. I'm like, oh that looks really cool. I wish I was invited. Some of them are in St. Louis or are they just it, get, get out. I think they just maybe it's not St. Louis. <laughs>
0: it's, But it looks like fun. So I'm looking forward, Chris, to the Snapchats of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Let's move on to my most valuable topic. Is that all right? Let's kick it off. Let's just keep it an all-sports hour. Why not? St. Louis Cardinals, before we get into any of their play and any of the heroics of one Mr. MVP, Tommy Pham. No, no, you said it wrong, Chris. Wham,
1: bam, thank you, Pham. Sup, Pham?
0: We were going to let him sit in that for a minute. We are family. Nice, yeah, I like that. What do you got, Chris? uh you guys noticing fantastic. this? fantastic. you guys mm. noticing online okay. cardinals uh they're doing the dress up thing. They're being silly. There's a little more social media heat. They dressed up like Miami Vice yesterday. Well, clearly they dressed up like uh they did the uh, Kentucky Derby dress up. Is that why they're a good team now? you know are they I, I think are they taking Uncle Joe's approach? And just completely grafting it on to the once-proud, once-disciplined <laughs> St. Louis Cardinals. I think, Have you guys noticed this? Well, I think they got—I I was like, is this what it took to get you guys on board? No, I <laughs> don't think it is. I think they're sort of— they Kind of corny.
1: Kind of corny. I think they were annoyed by everyone in the offseason talking about how stiff— their clubhouse was. I think because it is. I don't think it was as stiff as everyone made it out to be. I think everyone takes Matheny's personality and extrapolates that amongst all the players. Right, I, there are a lot of guys who are veterans who are a little bit more, you know, upkept, if you will, when it comes to their personality, the things or they what say, they, and the what way they, they do. Give you. What yeah, exactly. They give you. Yeah. And but I think this team is a little bit more laid back. Still a fairly young squad. So I think these guys are starting to relax a little bit more. I don't know what type of effect Dexter Fowler is having on that, but I'm sure it does. You have a guy like Carlos Martinez who enjoys showcasing his personality, and he's become, of course, one of the leaders on the team. So it makes sense that this team is starting to come. I look, we make fun of Madden, but if it works for your clubhouse, it works. If this is how the guys relax, they want to let off some steam, have a little fun. Playing dress. It's fine. Up. I think it's Plain the teams, teams. have done it. The White Sox have done it in the past. The Red Sox have done it in the past. We've seen them. Cardinals have done
2: it in the past. Oh the past. sure. I
1: don't have no problem with it. I think it's it's about time. I'm glad these guys are 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 proud to showcase it more. I don't think They've come a long way, baby. They <laughs> But I, I think you know, I think it's one of those things where they may be slightly annoyed by everyone saying that. You know, finally, Jack the Fowler is going to come in and let these guys let their hair down. Do you know they played music at
2: spring training this year? I
0: heard. I heard they all had a song of the day. <laughs> I like that that is, is a story. And it's something like, these are grown men. If they want to listen to some music, they can listen to some music, okay? This isn't church and you're at your first communion. This is, this is what's happening, and, and they can hear some tunes here and there. Cardinals sitting at 16 and 14, half a game back of the Reds. Half a game up on El Cubos.
2: Cubby swept this weekend.
0: <sighs> yeah, and they're sitting at 16 and 15. Reds to 17 and 14. Brewers and Pirates, it's still very early. Pirates are only three games back in the Central. I, I like where this is headed. They're about to face the Mets. Really down right Marlins, now. right? Uh, getting ready to go to the... No, yeah, they are. Sorry, Miami. they dressed up like Crockett and Tubbs. Sorry, that's my mistake. If they're, if they're to make a move, and mm-hmm. just, just think about it. Had they maybe not had some bonehead plays, they, they might have a, a game or two up on these guys. If they could kind of develop some... And let's say they, took the, they, lost, they beat the Braves in extra innings, and Tommy Pham hit two home runs yesterday. This isn't a, a powerhouse just yet. No! But the starting pitching's there. They, they had players step up. You had uh, Sierra step in. He was the game-winning run. Yesterday, rookie, coming up for a, a right. highly touted rookie, right. which I feel like he was, uh, rest his soul, he is the next closest thing to Tavares. Are you? Um, right? I mean, as far no, as some he's, hype. He's more fielding. and Well, no, 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 no but running. hype, I mean, as a prospect, um, not so
2: much? No, I mean, he's, this is, I think this, is, he's just a placeholder for, uh, Peralta is what I think the whole thing is, and they didn't want to start Bader's clock. Yeah. Because it, it, Bader is the better prospect at sure. this point, and bringing a guy all the way up from low A doesn't really make sense been, unless yeah. you're, a following w- move is pending.
1: I was, um, it, again, I think, let's again emphasize it, it was the Braves this weekend, but you'll take a sleep no matter what. You don't care who's in front of you. You play who you play. And so I don't think um, – you can take that away, obviously, from the Cardinals and their success this weekend. Uh, I, I think they are still what they are. I, th- I still think there are a lot of flaws with this team. But you're right. They are there, as we would probably anticipate at this point in the season. I don't know how far this will carry. I know I'm being very pessimistic about this. and I know they were just swept this weekend. But I still, I still don't know if the pieces are there right now for this team to still contend throughout the year with the Cubs. Now, again, to Gaines's point, I don't believe the Cubs are going to run away with it in the same fashion as they did last year. But, but it, it was good to see. Let me not go too negative. It still was great to see a guy like Tommy Pham who hovers around in the minors. If, if there's one thing about Tommy Pham, we know he's talented. We know he's good. It's just a matter of staying healthy. Right, right. Nobody's so, ever questioned no, him. No, no one's ever questioned And it's great to see what he can do And it just showed you the depth that the Cardinals had in outfield coming into the season. And I don't think anyone's going to, you know, not as maybe Chris started the show off with calling him the MVP, but he's the kind of guy that when he gets hot, he's very streaky. can make a huge impact on your lineup if he stays healthy. And that's been the big if of his entire career. But it was good for the Cardinals to finally have a good weekend where they take care of business against an inferior opponent. And as you said, you're sitting here half game out of first, and you go uh, on the road uh, against the Marlins. Uh, You you like your chances with Walk on the Mound, as well he's been this year. You just, eh. I I don't know. I guess I can't get too overly excited about 16 and 14. But I'm happy that they
2: swept. I don't view the Cubs as you view them, I think, because of their pitching. They're bullpen, too. I think they're pitching. They have one good bullpen. And he's their, he's their closer, and they've right. been riding him a lot. And he has questionable durability issues the past two years. That's Wade Davis. And they're starting pitching. I mean, Anderson just went down on the DL, their fifth starter, who was obviously pitching terrible. Right. I, I don't, I, I'm not, their starting pitcher does not scare me. I think they just set a Cubs record for most, uh, most first inning runs given up in the first 30 games of a season. Well, you don't at least anticipate the Cincinnati Reds staying there. No, no but the, I mean, like, their team is not as bad as i think people think they are
1: i don't think again i the think the reds have a gr- had a great second half last
2: year i think as far as again i don't think the cubs
1: are going to run away with it but i, I just don't
2: i think they're going to play better than they are now but how much better is the question and how much can how how good can you play with a poor starting pitching staff
1: the cardinals Dealing with injuries, you get a guy like Tommy Pham to come up. How much of an impact do you honestly expect out of Tommy Pham going
0: forward?
2: I mean, I thought they shouldn't have been messing around with Matt Adams in left field when you had a guy like Tommy Pham in your system. Oh, he he he... reminded us
1: about it, too. A few of his favorites on Twitter let us know uh, how Tommy felt about that experiment.
2: Yeah, so I thought, and, and he was just tearing it up in Memphis, too. He had to be so just like, come on, I'm so past this at this point. So I, I think he's a guy that can bring a ton to the ball club because he can play every single outfield position. And obviously he was second on the Cardinals team last year and uh hard hit rate. So I think uh, I think he can bring a ton to the team, especially with Piscotty out.
1: You can absolutely understand his frustration, but you can also understand why Matheny wanted Adams in the lineup. Is this, Is this one of those decisions where – those fans who, I I won't say anti Matheny but love giving Matheny the business over his decision-making, this is where they can hang their hat on, where you're out here trying to force the world out of Matt Adams and putting him in a position that he has no business being in when you have a bat and a player of Tommy Pham's caliber down in Memphis. Is This the one of those decisions, fans will go, example 247 on why we question Mike Matheney's
0: decision-making. Well, if if, if, if Pham stubs his toe tomorrow, you know, then Matheny's fine. It's like, yeah, I I knew he was there. I didn't want to rush him in. And uh, there's a reasonable expectation that he gets hurt.
2: Well, and it's, I mean, Mazzella constructs a roster too. So. But you, you know Matheny though. I mean, with that still
1: being said, the Matt Adams decision to be out in the outfield has been the one that absolutely rakes Cardinal fans right now. It's the thing that they just absolutely just blow up over, and I'm wondering if Tommy Fan's most recent success will have that portion of Cardinal Nation go, See, I told what the hell are you doing? You got a guy like Tommy, and you're throwing Matt Adams out in the outfield.
2: Sure, but it's what I'm saying is it wasn't Matheny's decision to have Tommy Pham in Memphis. Oh,
1: so you don't think Matheny had a say in it at all?
2: Th- that's Mazalek's decision. He constructs the roster.
1: I understand that, but you're telling Math- Mike Matheny's like, Hey, there's... This is Matt Adams on left field thing—I know we discussed it on that bus ride down to Jupiter, but this ain't popping. This—we need to figure something else out.
2: Well, I think it was pretty clear that Mazelik was the one that put the end to Matt Adams in left field. Okay. With with the interviews that they've done, Mazelik was kind of pretty clear that he. So you're saying Moe was the Adams. one
1: that pushed it, and Mo was the reason to shut it down.
2: I don't think Mo was the one that pushed it. No. You think Matheny was the one that pushed it? Adams in left field, yes.
1: Do you still think now because of the most recent success of Tommy Pham and what he's capable of doing, that's going to be a sticking point going forward for Cardinals fans if Pham continues to rake like he did this weekend?
2: It could be, but I question why they would blame Matheny for that instead of Mazalek. Well,
1: you said Matheny was the one that pushed for Adams,
2: right? So Mazalek puts the roster together, and Matheny puts the lineup together. I understand that, but
1: I'm saying this. If Matheny is saying, well, like Matt – Matt Adams in outfield in general was still Mike Matheny's decision, yes? Correct. So I'm wondering whether or not him doing that, and then we see Tommy Pham raking, whether or not Matheny perhaps could have made more of an effort, maybe he did, to push Mo on a different alternative as opposed to the idea of Matt Adams in the outfield.
2: Um, I don't think so because he had an alternative on the roster and he wasn't using him, and Jose Martinez. So, I mean, Jose Martinez plays the outfield. He wasn't using him in left field. If you wanted Matt Adams in the lineup, you could have moved Carpenter to third base for a game or just rested Carpenter. So I don't think that was a valid excuse for Matheny. To
1: Chris's point earlier, or to yours actually, you mentioned how uh, better defense, a few games here and there where the Cardinals played just, professional baseball defense they probably have a couple more wins under their belt how much credit are we going to give to now Mike Matheny that this team is sitting a half game out of first
2: I'm not a credit or blame guy when it really comes to like managers in general I think they're worth about five games give or take during throughout a season so most of my credit blame usually goes to players I think Mike Matheny's worth on the negative five more than he has won the plus five. But I I, I mean, I just, I don't see do you Can you point to a ton of games where Matheny cost or won a game? No,
1: I, I, well, I mean, I'm sure there are some Cardinals fans that may be listening who've watched every game this season, who can point to maybe two or three, maybe even four at this point. But that's because as you mentioned that we, as fans can be unnecessarily critical of a manager and his impact on a game. Uh, but I mean, I, when it comes to the Cardinals' success, especially in this city, if Mike Matheny isn't trotting down a World Series championship on Market Street at the end of October every year, he's considered an absolute idiot and a total failure to some people in Cardinal Nation. So I'm wondering now. I don't
2: okay. think he's a good manager, if that's what you're asking. But I don't think. Oh,
1: that, okay. Well, then that's the, so. You're saying that he's not a good manager.
2: No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's a good manager. No. Oh. Spicy meat ball Chris. But I think players are the ones that make make up your your team. Oh interesting. That's a hot Do you think he's a good manager?
1: I I certainly don't think he's a bad one. Now, is he uh, Bruce Bochy? Not any stretch of the imagination, but I, I think Mike Matheny is slightly above average. I I mean, I think the guy does well enough. I think he knows the game well enough. He knows his players well enough.
2: I just don't see it. The guy, the guy loves to bunt on leadoff doubles when, when statistically. So even though you say managers don't have a drastic impact
1: on the outcome of games, you don't believe Mike Matheny is a strong manager.
2: Yeah, I said, I said, I literally said, I think managers are worth about five wins, give or take, each every year, and I think Mike Matheny is worth. On the lower end of that spectrum, and a negative impact. Interesting. Do you think if there was any other manager,
1: that was managing the Cardinals? I know Chris likes to bring him up sometimes. Terry Francona, Cardinals had an opportunity when they hired Mike Matheny to bring him on board. Do you think a guy like Terry Francona would have has would at this point have gotten more out of this Cardinal roster than Mike Matheny? I was
0: I was staunchly staunchly against Francona because I felt like it was a retread. And I got excited about. I, was, I got I excited a about too. a twenty uh, or a twenty or so a year cardinal manager, and I was, I was trying to have my cake and eat it too. With I, that, looking at that, looking back, uh, I think Francona probably brings home a, a title in the last uh, I think five years or so.
1: You you may be right, probably. but I think I think Cardinal Nation would have obliterated Mo and the Dewitts had they brought in Terry Francona after the chicken and beer situation in Boston. A lot of winning takes away a lot of that. Sure. (laughs) But in that moment, at that time, after La Russa had won the World Series, Cardinals fans were like, wait, you're bringing in the guy who couldn't control his clubhouse to manage our Cardinals? I can see that blowback.
2: Yeah. Cardinals fans always wanted to fire Tony La Russa every year, too. Every single. Including 2011. Right, 2011.
1: What is La Russa
0: doing? Oh, he's bringing home another World Series. Would you fire Travis from this radio show? It's yes. St. Louis Live, 314 880 Uh The rhino's nest is exploding with laughter, uh, and he knows who to laugh at. That's a good, that's a good move. Uh, we got Peyton on the board today, and uh, we're hanging out here. Good time to tell you about Fairway Automotive. You guys like uh, unique automobile experiences? I do. I do, Chris. I do as well. We all take our cars there. Check them out, Fairway Automotive in Crestwood. Go to their Facebook page. Review them after you've been a customer there. Give them some love. They actually care about that a lot because it shows uh, some transparency in their work. If you need any work done on a domestic or foreign car, hit up Fairway Automotive. Go see Lindsey and Jason. It's a family-owned business, Crestwood, Missouri. Hit them up. Again, check out the Facebook page for Fairway Automotive. And those guys, gals over there, they're all right. Good-looking crew. If you'd
1: like to like stare through the window you know they have when they're working on your car and just Commenting on
0: the looks of the technicians.
1: Yes, they are good-looking gentlemen. This they is where we're are, at. This is they look. They take the oil from like when they do the, your oil change. They take your old oil and they
0: rub it over themselves. Big yeah. Papa with a text. What's with all the sports talk? <laughs> you know stop what? Stop stealing fair, my nickname. That's a that's a, that's a fair question. But that was the first hour today. We felt like uh, it was, hey, was a big weekend. It was a, a, a big a weekend. Cardinals left and the Blues we got, we'll give were you, eliminated. You, we'll give you the eight o'clock and nine o'clock hours for uh, our uh, our genuine brand of. Idiocy. Oh, so, so we so branded hang, it, in, my friend. Hang with us, Big Papa. And uh, for those of you that do like the sports talk, you can go and download that. We'll have the podcast up here in just a bit. You hear that music, Trav?
1: Mm, the sultry sounds of Thundercat. When we come back, we'll set up for the audience today's
0: fair. Or, oh, wow. That's right. $25 gift certificate to Fairway Automotive big prize again today and uh and we'll give that away for the best fair foul submission we'll tell you what that is on the other side of the break the show is st louis live you can stream us live at we listen to us here 9 20 a.m wgnu quick break here on st louis live we'll be right back we'll A voice for all of St. Louis. We are WGNU 920 AM and 106.9 FM.